0: Welcome to the EverNorth Podcast, where we bring on the explorers, dreamers, and discoverers to find out what their true north is in life. Hope you're all having a great day and enjoy the show. Randy, welcome to the EverNorth Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Yes,
0: glad you could be on. So would you maybe be able to provide a little background to the listeners that maybe don't know who you are?
1: Yeah, so my name is Randy Kay, and I have my own company called Naturally Randy Kaye and i basically focus on helping people heal themselves through self-care and connecting with the seasons and uh tuning into your own inner healer i guess but i also facilitate healing through in person like bodywork sessions and teaching yoga workshops and things like that so um, so I've been doing that massage and yoga for about 10 years. And then the last few years, it's evolved into more of the self-care world because, you know, people would come see me and there would be, I'd help them with like their neck pain or something. And then they go back into their life and create the pain. that mm. I just help them heal. And so there was this big disconnect between our lifestyles and our bodies and so that's kind of been my soapbox the past few years is is teaching people how to tune in and make their lifestyle more of a healing experience so I do that through mentoring and through um, my own podcast (laughs) the simple self care podcast and all sorts of fun things
0: so what kind of made you um, like start up your own company like personal company to like help people
1: yeah I mean I've worked in a bunch of different settings and I have you know, I have my degree in creative writing, so I've worked as a writer and worked in different studios and things, and I've just found that I like doing my own thing <laughs> and just being able to cultivate my own atmosphere for healing. And so that's what has led me to run my own business is because I feel like I can I can really be intentional about every aspect of it and and gear it towards a specific purpose, and so what is what could be the most nurturing environment for people to heal, and I get a lot of satisfaction out of doing that, so mm-hmm. it's kind of evolved, and all the other jobs I've had and skills I've learned, I can apply into my own business, so I write a lot and produce a lot, and so it's kind of just taken on its own beast yeah. over time.
0: What did you kind of start out with? I mean, you do the podcast, you do mentoring. You offer, like, a course through the mentoring, and then you also do, like, a studio, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, what one did you start out with?
1: I would say, well, I started out with the in-person sessions. So, whether it was my own studio space or renting spaces from other people, uh, I just had a lot of one-on-one time. And from just, like, oh, come in and fix my shoulder pain to, you know, help me heal my life like it's just kind of evolved and the more I've learned the more it's evolved and so I did start out with just in person regular massage type things and over time it's just I've been able to provide more and more for people.
0: Okay. Well, what one do you enjoy more would you say What are the different?
1: That's so hard to say because <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy all of them and I'm one of those people where I don't like to do just one thing. I get pretty bored with just doing one thing. So um, right now, I would say it's the one-on-one mentoring, because um, it's, it's newer for me to be doing it. So it's exciting, and I'm learning the best ways to help people in that regard. Um, and it just to really connect with people more than just on a superficial level. I have a hard time with, with small talk. And so with mentoring, I really get to dig in with them on what's going on in their life and their lifestyle, and we get to work together on making breakthroughs and working through their boundaries or helping them shift their mindset about something, and that's just really satisfying. Mm-hmm. So I'm liking that the most right now, but I think I'll always do bodywork in some regard because I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like giving massages because <laughs> uh, it calms me down too. and. There's just something about being able to just go in and tune in with their body and help them. Um, That's really satisfying as well. So I'd say the mentoring and the podcast right now are like new creative endeavors for me. So those are like more exciting, but I really do like all of it.
0: Mm -hmm. So when you uh, mentor people, what would you say is the biggest challenge they face within their life? And then like, how how do you present for them to overcome it?
1: Yeah. You know, there's common holdups that people have with taking the time for themselves and incorporating healing practices. And a lot of that is time. Like, I don't have time. And, And they might not think that they do because of how they've programmed their life. But there are these little pockets of time that... Can, they might it might only be five minutes, but those five minutes could like reset your mood for the entire day. Or it could show yourself that your body's tense and you can just take a deep breath and chill. And so um, so time and even just the, a mindset shift of putting yourself first without feeling guilty or feeling like, um, I don't know, our, our minds are so weird and, and a lot of people feel bad for taking care of themselves, which is really kind of backwards, but it is what it is. And So I'd say the, the biggest things I have been able to help people with is just reevaluating how they're spending their time and realizing that a little bit goes a long way and that how in each area of life they can make these little tweaks that make all the difference.
0: Have you ever, I guess, ran into a problem where you, they've asked you something and you don't really know, but yet that's an area that you want to become like more knowledgeable in?
1: Yeah, I, I'm actually pursuing that right now. Um, most of the people I work with are women. I do work with men as well, but most of them are women, and a lot of them have women issues, reproductive issues, hormone ba- imbalances, digestion problems that... I just don't feel like I can support them very well, so I refer them to different resources. But right now I'm in the process of studying more of more of that, so I'm studying herbal medicine for women and abdominal massage, which is focused on women's health, and so I can have more tools to help them in that regard because it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem um, and because of stress because we're going going, we have a lot more internal issues with how our systems are operating as a whole, not just with our muscles and so i I am learning more tools to be able to support people on a systemic level, mm-hmm. not just a like muscular level
0: is it pretty hard <coughs> is it pretty hard to um, kind of like run your own business and then kind of uh Implement what you teach when because I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're like pretty busy with everything Is <laughs> it hard to I guess like do what you teach?
1: Um, No, because a lot of what I teach comes from my own healing as well and so I Feel like when I learn something I can instantly apply it because either there's people I'm already working with that really need it or I get to experiment on myself and then And then apply it so sometimes I have a hard time finding a boundary between my own healing work for myself and my and my studies Mm -hmm. and it becomes blurred so when I teach yoga a lot sometimes I forget to do yoga on my own because I'm like well I'm doing yoga all the time you know so I find it's really easy to uh, and seamless to study and then implement it but I'd say most of it comes from like, the, the fuel behind what I'm offering people comes from my own healing and what and what I've applied towards myself. And mm-hmm. so that's how I know that it's possible.
0: How long have you been um, kind of, like, pursuing your own company? I guess uh, you
1: well, I mean, I would say I haven't gotten really serious about it um, until, like, the past two years, mm-hmm. two or three years. I, f- I feel like I've kind of always I've just viewed it as like, okay, I do massage and I teach yoga. So how can I facilitate that? And I haven't viewed it as like, this is my business. This is my brand. This is how I want it to grow. This is how I'm going to manage my books. This is how, you know, like really viewing it as a business and not just me doing what I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so I would say the past two years in my 10 years of doing this, I feel like that's been... I've tried to shift it all into that business mindset. But it's taken a while. And I don't know why I never viewed it like that before because I've been doing it for so long. But it was always just like, okay, well, how can I do this and have it pay my bills at the end, you know? (laughs) (laughs) How do you make a life out of
0: it, basically? Yeah,
1: and now it's like I actually have a lot of tools that I wanna teach people and package it up in a certain way and courses and curriculum and and this could actually be a thing and that's been I don't know a mental journey more than anything.
0: Yeah. What kind of so before the two years that you really kinda like committed to your company, what were you doing before that?
1: I was or doing the exact same thing. Same thing? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> I've been doing this stuff for a long time mm-hmm. but I I mean I took on a lot of other like freelance jobs so i was doing freelance writing for various people and um you know i'd pick up random things here and there so i was just kind of floating all over the place and i and i also had i was teaching massage i taught massage for a couple of years i was head of a massage department for a little bit and so i've had more formal jobs within what I'm doing like while I'm still doing my own practice. Um, so I was just kind of figuring it out, trying and a bunch of different things, realizing I didn't like being in charge of a massage department <laughs> and that's not what success looks like for me uh, and, and so just like trial and error really.
0: So was there anything that kind of um, made you take the leap? Was it hard to take that leap to do it full time?
1: Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Um, Partly because I never really wanted my income to be dependent on my massage clients because I feel like when that happens, there's almost like this desperation energy where it's like, please come to me, please, I need you. Okay, thanks. And if they cancel, it's like, you can't cancel, you know, like, and it was just like this weird, like, energy. And I didn't like that. I always liked my practice to be more like ebb and flow and still feel like I could pay my bills. So I always had something else going on. And then when um, to to operate a studio came became an option, it just made sense. And I was like, okay, well, how can I move forward without that desperation towards my clients? And what other things could I be doing to bring in income that still fits into my my own business and it was really scary and I and I had a lot of moments of just like curl up on the couch being like I can't do this (laughs) why am I trying to do this you know it is it is freaky but like this is what I what I teach people too is like how can you calm that chatter and really tune into what is right for you and what can bring you the most joy and trust that maybe it's a super, super tiny voice but it's there was this little calm wise voice within me that was like it's okay randy you can do this and this is how you're going to achieve all your goals you just got to trust that you are capable and you know and i have a supportive husband and people in my life and clients that encouraged me and so there was just a whole bunch of things but it's it's finding that um trying to sift through what that anxiety is about and what that fear is about, it can, most of the time it means that you're on the right track, but sometimes it can mean that it's just not right. And so like when I was head of the massage department, I was, I was getting stomach ulcers. I was getting like panic attacks. And I'm like, okay, this isn't good anxiety. This isn't good fear. But when I was debating on, you know, really going for it on my own, it was like, just kind of nervous, but like excited, but then like, ah, you know, and it wasn't like destroying my body. (laughs) Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's, it's really listening to what, what your body is doing that can tell you what your mind is thinking. True.
0: So what are you currently kind of working on?
1: Uh, I'm working on the podcast. podcast. So I just did season two of the podcast and it's been going really well and people are digging it and it's so fun to just like sit alone at home talking into a microphone and then like get responses from the whole world it's like trips me out but it's really fun to connect in that way Mm -hmm. and then i am uh building out my mentoring programs so for the past i started doing them because people started to ask me like can you just help me make my life less crazy (laughs) and i'm like sure so um, that's been evolving for the past couple of years. And now that I have worked with a lot of people and ha- now have more of like a, a, a progression for people to follow, uh, I'm, I'm building that out. And we'll be relaunching those programs in, in January, so.
0: Okay, and yeah. then so for the, for the podcast, do you usually kind of do self-podcasts or do you more so maybe enjoy having other people on?
1: It's a combination. Again, I don't like to do just one thing all the time. So it started out, I was I played it really safe when I first started out cuz I'm like, I know I want to do this, but I'm overwhelmed with the idea of it. So I I I had a weekly newsletter that I sent out for at least a year, um full of self-care essays and certain aspects of it. And I'm like, okay, what if I just took those, rewrote them a little bit, and recorded myself and and put those out there and just started out there and I have some friends that I know would say yes that are pretty cool so I'll do mostly my own essays I've already written and ask a couple of friends to help me like work the kinks out and the nerves out with interviews and I didn't do like a launch I didn't like you know I have friends that are know people that do podcasts and You were way more organized than I was, (laughs) (laughs) but like, they're like, they have it all planned out and this whole launch strategy and this whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, no, I just did it because that's the only way I was going to actually do it. Um, And it's evolved over there. So now I think I have more interviews than I do personal essays right now, but it's a combination because I like to keep it short and sweet. I wanted to provide a couple of different things that you can just turn it on and it's like no more than 10 minutes you can get some reminders and I like to keep it really calming and and then there you go you're set for the day or you can have more in-depth interviews where we deep dive into people's lives and principles and things okay um, so I like both I like both yeah, yeah. are
0: you I know you said you were kind of uh, nervous, maybe like starting out. Do you still find that you get nervous a little bit? Because personally, I still do. Like starting <laughs> out right away, like the podcast and everything. But
1: Yeah, I mean, with interviews, I think they, they can always start out a little cold and then you get into the groove of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't get that nervous anymore. It depends. Like I've had a couple of pretty big names on that was just complete happenstance recently. And... I was like, well, crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> gotta, gotta do it on this ga- one. <laughs> I gotta get it together, you know. And, um, and I usually only have people on that I'm really familiar with their work or we have some sort of relationship because I find those conversations to be a lot more natural. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people reach out to me to be on the podcast and you can tell the ones that have never listened to the podcast and I just come on their like publicist rotation of bugging um, and I don't <laughs> I respond well <laughs> to those um, but other people like I just they seem really neat I just don't know them and so I all respond just saying like well let me take some time and and get to know your work or if you want to send me anything and because then we can have like a much better conversation and so that's kind of how I go about interviews, and that makes me less nervous because I don't feel like I'm going in cold. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I feel like oh, we we already have like you and I have talked before, yeah. and so it's like oh, okay, well we can just continue talking. You mm-hmm. know, um, so I don't get too nervous. But I had Danielle Laporte on, who's a author, and she's like on uh, Oprah's top one hundred people, and you know she's a big deal, and I was familiar with her and a fan, but not like. You know, I had, I, I just didn't, you know, I'd never talked to her. And I'm like, what is she like on interviews? Is she cool? Is she, like, is she going to be kind of, like, big time? Like, is she going to think I'm just, like, small potatoes? You know, like, <laughs> I didn't know. And so I was really nervous and did tons of research. And um, I made sure, like, no one was going to be in my house. So it was going to be completely quiet. And we, <laughs> we had, um, we used to do Airbnb at our house and we had cleaners coming and I texted the cleaners and I'm like you can't be here through these times and And they're like okay okay and then I show up at the house to get ready and they're there and I'm like no and I had to be on a call with her in like a half an hour and I'm like this is not helping my anxiety, <laughs> and where am I gonna go? And so I like called my parents, and I'm like, "Can I come over? Can you turn your phone line off? Can you just make sure you're not do-? like?" <laughs> and my parents are really great and supportive, and they were in TV and radio, so they understand. So I go over, and my dad's like helping me set up the microphone, and like it won't stay to the microphone stand, and so he's like, "I've got duct tape," and he's like duct taping, and he's like, "Okay," and like literally like two seconds before our call like we got everything set up and <laughs> and then like we had a really lovely conversation <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's like things like that it's funny because you don't usually see what goes on behind True. the scenes and um, not everything is as organized as, mm-hmm. as you think it's probably not as organized as it looks but that was probably my, my most nerve wracking podcast experience but we got it together that's show business you know you figure it out You go out and you get her done.
0: Yeah, just go out and (laughs) execute.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but but it was fun and exhilarating at the same time.
0: Was it pretty hard to get her onto the podcast, or what what kind of process did you go to get her on?
1: It was complete fate. Um, It was a gift from the heavens, because um, we were both presenting at a women's health conference here in Fargo, and the organizer listens to my podcast and knows me and she was talking to Danielle's person about what they could do for promotions for the event and she asked her to be on my podcast. And so um, so <laughs> I get a call from her and she's like, guess what I did? <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, guess who's going to be on your podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, let's do it. So I didn't even... I didn't even try. Didn't even try? But it was one of those things where I feel like when you are genuinely trying to put good out into the world, opportunities come up. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like because I spent the time creating a podcast that I think is high value and very intentional, it attracts these opportunities. So if you're just putting it out there and you know, I don't know. I kind of skeezy about it and you just want a lot of listeners. and That eventually will come to bite you. But I feel Mm -hmm. like what has worked for my podcast and the types of guests that I've had on is staying, being okay with like the slow game and just really wanting it to be good Mm -hmm. and wanting it to be of value. And so and that people listen, like this organizer, could be like, oh, I actually know this decent podcast. Like if it sucked, she wouldn't have done that, you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) but she trusted me. And so it it was an opportunity that fell into my lap, but it was also because of all of the work that I did to create a place to receive Mm -hmm. that kind of opportunity.
0: Just be really like purposeful with your podcast and what you put Mm -hmm. out there.
1: Yeah, I think that kind of stuff pays off even if you might not think so. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then um, what would you define as your true north in life and kind of like what's your purpose?
1: You know, my, I feel like deep down at the core, my purpose, and the reason why I have an answer to this is because in the type of work I do, I feel like you have to know, um, is to create a safe space for people mm-hmm. and to remind people of what they already know. And so through my own healing journey, you know, I went, I was diagnosed, in air quotes, with depression in high school. And have that's kind of been a vehicle for all of my holistic learning because a lot of the more Western approaches didn't do much for me. Um, and so in that process of sifting through all of that, needing to really own my own wisdom on on how I was going to heal this, it it has given me the fuel to, and the ability to be sensitive to other people and what, and what they're needing. And so I feel like my true north, like my north star mm-hmm. is that voice within. It, that's your guiding light. That's your guiding voice. And so that's really what is behind everything that I put out into the world is how can I remind people, I can teach them tools to help them feel better and simplify their life so they can tune into that voice but at the end of the day everybody's got to get to their own healer and use that as as their north I guess
0: I love it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then to finish off the podcast I asked three questions and the first one is if you could go camping for a week with three people alive or dead who would those three people be and why?
1: Oh man you should have
0: <laughs> given me this a yeah. of time. <laughs>
1: Um, camping. Well, I love camping. It's a big part of my life. And so if I, we would be camping in the Wind Rivers of Wyoming, because um, that's one of my favorite places to camp. Um, and the three people would be. I don't know. It'd be fun to have Oprah there because she'd probably bring <laughs> like, all the stuff you'd need to have it be like a super comfortable experience. Mm-hmm. Although I love roughing it, but I just want to sit down and hang with Oprah. I'm not afraid to say it um to oprah uh James Taylor, musician for you young buck <laughs> you know he's he's an amazing singer songwriter uh and we would just sit around the campfire and play songs and sing and then i get we'd get to talk about his life and all the wisdom he has now um And the third person, oh gosh, I don't know. Somebody. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ooh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) He would be great to go camping with because then he could show you all the stars and you can talk about all the things. So yeah, Oprah, James Taylor, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Perfect. That's a that's Um, a good combination. (laughs) And my dog.
0: In your dog okay. Yeah. And then if you could explore one place in the entire world, where would you go and why would you go there?
1: See, here's the thing, is that my goal in life is to explore all the places in the world, and I've been to a lot of places. Like, traveling is probably, like, my... Traveling is my all-time favorite thing, so I always make it, make time for it. and I've been to a lot of neat places. Um, but places that I haven't been... That would be cool. Um, you can edit this so it's not <laughs> such a long pause. Now the, I mean, I haven't been to Thailand or India yet. And I would like to go there. But, you know, if I could... Do, do I have limitations on how I get there? Like, if I could be magically transported... Yeah, you could do that. I would probably want to go to, like... I'd want to go all around Iceland. I'd want to go to Antarctica. Mm -hmm. And, like, these, like, nooks and crannies that you know, that that are untouched by technology, untouched by humans. And you can just look at the landscape and look at the skies and look at the critters and what they're doing. So I'd say anywhere (laughs) that's completely, like...
0: Off the grid, almost. Off the
1: grid, and you just know is going to be killer and, like... Mm -hmm. And if I could just be transported there and like camp out for a couple of days, that's what I'd want to do. Goal. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, if there's one piece of advice you could give to maybe your younger self or anyone, maybe that's someone in your course, what would that be, and why?
1: I guess to my younger self and people that are embarking on like a healing journey and really coming into their own, I would say to just not care so much about what other people think and not care so much for having it all figured out. Because, like, you're just never... It, there's so much pressure to feel like, I know what I, who I am and what I'm doing and how I need to do this and da-da-da-da-da and keeping up. And it really just doesn't matter. Like, the, what really helps is when you can create your own path and stay to it. And all the people that you look up to that are healthy and successful eventually learn that, and they stick to it, and they get there. But it's all the gobbledygook that we do (laughs) before we get to that path. And so it's really like chilling out, calming down, have some fun with whatever phase in life you're in, and really try to plot your own course and experiment and get curious with what that looks like and not what you think it should look
0: like. Mm Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for so, how can people find you in general? Like social media. Yeah. Any of your website. If you have any books out.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can just find me. Most of my stuff is at, on my website naturally, Randy K, and that's naturally R-A-N-D-I-K-A-Y.com, and that's my handle on Instagram, and that's where I hang out the most and post the most. Um, there's a link to my like, simple self-care you can find on iTunes and SoundCloud and stuff. And then um, I have a private Facebook group that is kind of the community around the podcast, and that's the Simple Self-Care Circle. You can join for free and you can subscribe to my newsletters and stuff. So there's, yeah, but my website is kind of, like, where you can find links to all that, too.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, Randy, thank you so much for coming on to the EverNorth podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, share it with friends and family, and you can find us at Ever underscore North on Instagram and Twitter and evernorthco on Facebook.